So you felt like you divorced because he um, wasn't happy with you. I felt like that. I felt like that. Was you happy with him? Um, at times I was. I could make it work because I don't. I didn't want to not divorce. You know, because I feel like you know that's you know you gotta be married if you you know you gotta be married to what? So you can be in a bedroom undefiled. <laughs> You know, who wants to be in a bedroom defiled? So I was. So you want to stay married so you can have sex? No. <laughs> That's what you say. I'm trying to be in 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 a union where it's a sanctified and anointed, and you know what I mean. So you want to stay married? So to have sex. so you said y'all it's both, in a bedroom undefiled. You said y'all is the right way to go. Y'all to both me. y'all both was unhappy with each other. Love is a treasure chest, but once opened, our hearts become vulnerable. I I went back to Vegas. It was the sky. He appeared as a friend. Sure enough, it led to infidelity. Alignment can't be ignored. We talked about certain topics while I was having kids. She didn't want to have kids. Um, and that was one of the red flags. And I know you desire marriage. So I think it's best you move on with your life. What you do, hold on, Lisa, what you do? I told him, okay. <laughs> she didn't ask me why. <laughs> I knew several other women's bodies better than I knew my own. I watched their videos of them having sex, so I would try to imitate that. No discussion is off limits. Dear Future Wifey Podcast brings healing. You inspire us to try God a little bit more. Uh, Through this platform, I realized that it's possible. It's possible to love again. The conversations have really helped me to change my perspective on relationships. Season 7 is all about tough topics. I'm Lataris R. Winfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lataris R. Winfield. Listen, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, can we get a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Make sure you turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. Man, season seven has been off to a great start. I've been getting a lot of DMs about the impact of the podcast. If you're listening to us on audio platforms, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's how we continue to rank in the top 10 on Apple Podcasts is by you doing uh, your part, leaving a review, uh, rate the episodes, and just show the world that you find value in the content that we're bringing on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Well, today's guest is a good buddy of mine. Um, we talk about, well, let me correct that, a good buddy of mine. You know, I have some uh, <laughs> grammar police that be like, mines, why you say mines? Uh, I have a friend that always gets on to me about that. But a good friend of mine who, uh, she's an actress. You'll see that her face is very familiar to, to you. Um, you know, this is a season of tough topics, and so we're going to deep dive into something that we always hear in the church. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast, my homie, Erica Hurd. Hey. What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Well, let me tell y'all something about old Erica. She okay, told me not okay. to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. So Rihanna told Erica she was chewing on some gum, and uh, Rihanna said, Erica, uh, make sure you throw your gum away uh, before we push record. And, and Erica, where did you, where, where'd you place this gum? Tell well, I'm a city girl, uh-huh. so I place it in places that city people place it when no, they don't no, uh, not, trash it no, and no, throw all it city on the pe- ground. Not all city people place gum. Where you? Where did you place your gum, Erica? I, I placed it um, in my, my one of my garments. <laughs> what, what garment would that be, Erica? <laughs> huh? This is my bra. This girl put some gum in her bra to save for later. No, I didn't. 
save for later. I was yeah. gonna throw it away, but we don't have a trash can right here, so you know. All these trash the cans, you could have just got up no, and threw it out. No, you, you put it in your bra, and then at the end of the day, you throw it away. At the end you of un, the day, you un, it's yeah. You just so why would you want gum to sit in your bra all day? Okay, because you don't feel like getting up and throwing it right away in the trash, so you just y'all see this tissue. In there. Y'all see this tissue right here. Yeah. Rihanna said we got a tissue right there. She said for what? To, uh, y'all, y'all think I'm gonna cry? No, she said to throw your gum away. She said, "Oh no, I got it," and just stuck in her bra. Authentic, authentic behavior. And where are you from? Chicago. Chicago is that what y'all do? <laughs> Chicago is Chicago that? Chicago is some real people, some real authentic, authentic people. But that's so, what she said. She put it in her bra and said, "That's what we do in Chicago." <clears throat> no shame to our game. So is that what y'all do in Chicago? Is that what you do coming from Chicago? Is this mic on? Turn yeah. No shame to our game. So y'all, is that what y'all do in Chicago? Yeah, we don't walk in embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I said that we talk about things um, in the church, and this is one of the biggest topics that's talked about. Uh, unequally yoked. We talk about unequally yoked um, when we are deciding who we link up with as our mates, our purpose partners, our spouses. And so through a conversation that Eric and I had at the beginning of this year, I said, you know what? That's what we need to talk about. Um, how did you and I connect? Uh, well, we connected over social media. What I happened? saw one of your podcasts and you were crying. <laughs> you was <sighs> crying a lot. So I was like, oh. So I just, you know, I sent you a message and said, it's going to be all right. No, I didn't say <laughs> it's going to be all right. But I did, I did contact you and I said, I need to be on this show and talk to him about um, being equally yoked, you mm-hmm. know? So. Hold on, why are you going to say I was crying? You were sad. You had a soul tie. <laughs> you had a soul tie. So. That's the only part you remember from the whole episode is I was crying. I, you was crying. I was not crying. You was vulnerable. Listen, <laughs> you you act like I was crying the entire episode. I don't know. I just was just I just oof. Ah, yeah. There's the tissue over there, just in case I triggered you again. <laughs> it's a shoe. It's like, oh wow. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Where 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 were people to recognize your face from? I told them that you have a recognizable face. What are some TV shows or movies? Uh, I'll lead with this. Uh, which well, we, is... we really can't say, but I've been doing some stuff. Well, I'm talking about and the shows they've stuff. seen in the past. They, yeah, they probably have to like just look it up online because you know, um, I can't. Let's with stay the Strike the strike. Right? We can't talk about certain uh, things and promote certain things. Are you saying that because y'all on strike, y'all can't even talk about stuff y'all did in the past? You said it. I didn't say it, so you said it. What I did, yeah. So that's the whole thing about you the strike. You can say it. I can't. Okay. Yeah. Well, she was on one of my favorite shows. <laughs> uh, which is Let's Stay Together Thank you. from my, my homie, Jackie Kofer Edmonds. And, uh, uh, oh, wow. Uh, uh, small world. Yeah, small world. That's, that's, that's my buddy. Hmm. So, um, so, yeah, so that was when I first was introduced to you. Um, you were on, was it, The Sisters of the Traveling Pants? Yeah. And, and my favorite movie, which is Akila and the Bee. Thank you. Shout out to Kiki Palmer. And uh, hey. so I recognize that, you know, art imitates life and life imitates art because she was, uh, Erica is as ghetto as her character in <laughs> Akilah and the Bee. Um, if y'all remember that scene in Akilah and the Bee where she had the baby at, at the spelling bee, at the script spelling bee and her baby <laughs> crying all at the spelling bee. And, and Shout out Palmer. to Lawrence Fishburne and Angela <laughs> yeah. Bassett. Woo, you worked yeah. with some heavy hitters yeah. in that thing, huh? yeah. Lawrence worked Fishburne, worked yeah. with old um, uh, Kiki Palmer and, mm-hmm. and her 
Humble Beginnings and mm-hmm. one of the biggest films that she did, mm-hmm. and it was it's, it's amazing. So brilliant, yeah. So so right. so proud of you and all that you've accomplished. Thank so you. we had a conversation about being equally yoked. Mm-hmm. Um, you were married. You haven't really talked about this publicly before, so shout out to your vulnerability and transparency on today's episode. But you were married before. Uh, how long were you married? I was married for 13 years. 13 years. And when yeah. when when did that marriage end? Um, it ended a few years ago. Okay. I mean, well, um, um legally or um Well both. Let's break that down. Yeah. Legally it ended when? ends before you really the ink dries. One hundred percent. So um it ended before that. I had got a legal separation. Oh, you got a legal separation. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had got that before um I filed. So what year was it finalized? <laughs> you want to know the years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got we got to put qual- oh. we got to we got to put reference around this thing. Okay, so um, it was it was two thousand and nineteen or eighteen or something like that. All right, so pre pandemic. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah, because the pandemic yeah. started causing a lot of. No, know, no, no. This was uh, my spirit of discernment kicked in so it kicked in after 13 years um yeah, it kicked in before that mm-hmm. so it just kicked in because you know um i mean everybody some people grow apart right. and that's okay that's natural that doesn't mean i don't have love for the person but sometimes you fall out of love with the person but you want the best for the person you should so, want the best for so, the person. so you believe people grow apart some people do some people grow together and some people grow apart so if you have a relationship where you grow together, you are blessed. But some people grow apart. And so you got to know, you know, which battles to pick. Is this something I want to continue to fight for? Or is this something that I'm going to continue fighting in? And so I said, oh, no, this might be a long battle. So let me exit silently. And that's what I did, you know, in my sound mind. So what, what was interesting uh, during our conversations was how strong and how committed you are to your faith. Yes. What does that Very mean? Strong. What faith are you committed to? <laughs> well, I'm a believer. Believe in what? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus people Christ believe in trees, they hugging no. trees and everything else. Save, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. And you said that we was talking, you said something about speaking in tongues. Like, hold on, I don't know if you really believe in that yeah, sort of thing. I, she got I, nervous. I, I was like, girl, what you talking about? I'm a tongue-talking believer. What you talking about? She's like, oh, okay. And that's what brought up the conversation about mm-hmm. being uh, unequally yoked. So yes. people don't, we, yes. we use these terms called yoked and not really realize what that really means. Um, the term being unequally yoked, yoked is um, the symbolism or what happens with animals when they are joined together to do a task and to work in tandem with each other. And the yoke is this wooden apparatus that goes across the necks of the oxen or any other type of animal, uh, but more specifically oxen, because they will go out and, and, and work together and plow the land together. And the two were able to achieve the task more efficiently working with each other, um, and it keeps them linked together. And so when we hear this beautiful term called being unequally yoked, when we look at it from a spiritual standpoint, what the Bible is talking about is that when you link up with a believer and y'all are both on the same mindset, the same, uh, y'all, y'all got the same playbook. Y'all looking at the Bible, y'all saying, these are the principles that the Bible is telling us about. And this is how we can work together to achieve this thing called life. When you got married, did you consider that before your 
before accepting the proposal? Um, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, we both uh, grew up in a certain um, type of faith. And it wasn't as like a, a a strict faith. It wasn't real stern. Like you go to some churches, it depends on how deep you get with sanctified or, you know, certain churches rebuking and delivering and casting out. So um, I had experienced that, but then I had experienced his church too, you know, and. Um, so what was that type of church? Uh just, you know, God is good and amen. Everybody dismissed, you know, where the certain church, you know, and everybody yeah. has their own thing. Yeah. What works for them works for them. But then I had started getting more into um <laughs> my old faith. Cause I had I had I had experienced everything. Baptist, Koji, Pentecostal, Apostolic, Sanctified, Four Corners, I mean everything. So I just just um gravitated toward one, you know. I like you know, ooh, that needs to be rebuked, you know? So I was in it, you know? So, so you lean more... on so, on you. So you, so you lean more towards laying on the hands, yep. casting, on, uh, casting out yep. demons, yep. speaking in tongues, that, yep. that, that, that level. Yep. But you were married, you were married to someone that was not of that. Yeah. So how did yeah, they... He, so, so you said you grew away from that at some point and then came back. No, but he believed, he believed in it. You know, it wasn't that. But then, um, so fast forward, we had um, marriage mentors in the relationship. And I believed in that the whole... Uh, so anytime we get into the argument, we would call them on the phone and they would hash it out for us. But... Um, <laughs> My spirit sometimes just leads me to be like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. And then I, you know, flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so that maybe been like, wait, what you doing? Well, explain that. Cause a lot of people they're not used to that that what you're talking about. So explain <laughs> yeah. explain exactly what you're talking about. Break it down like a kindergarten. Okay. So you say you'll be on the call with yeah. or, or be with your marriage mentors and what uh -huh. would happen? Um sometimes I just it just comes out. My speaking in tongues comes out. Like if I get too upset. It just comes out. My spirit will be speaking for me and be trying to calm it down. I'll be, you know, praying. And then that could be like, wait, hold on, you know? And so it comes out, you know? And so that's. And then, and then what, and then what would happen in that? My spirit would be calm. And then what, what would their spirit Sometimes be? Sometimes it, you know, would just keep going and lingering and stuff. So it was just like, okay, what are we going to do now? So it was like that. Where um I, I be I believe in spiritual warfare. Totally. I believe in principalities. And I know I've gotten I've I've seen certain things and had to speak to certain things in the spirit, because that's the only way it'll, you know, flee. So talk. So, I want you to be specific. It, You've seen certain things, what you see. Ooh, you can dig. Because this, this is a dear future private podcast. <laughs> we don't show, we, okay. we, we don't we don't sugarcoat stuff. This is tough topics. We're gonna talk about tough topics. Okay. So what would you see? When I did my first TV show, um, I was saved. I went to a church and I asked my mom, I want to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, she was like, okay, well, you're going to first baby talk it. And then I was like, okay, so I baby talked it. And then you grow, you mature, and then you flow in it. So I'm glad I had that because uh, certain things that people were um, battling with, I'm not going to say what that's what was battling with, I knew how to talk to that spirit, you know, and then putting the enemies underneath my feet. You know, I'm because some people operate, you know, their, their flesh get taken over. So I believe in that, you know. And so I don't look at you as the person. I look at, you know. The spirit operating yeah. through you. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, that's always for me, where some people just looking at you, and you did that, Latarius, and you did that, Latarius, not Latarius. Sometimes you may be, okay, so we need to. And so how would you. Rebuke that. <laughs> how, yeah, so how would you do that? So you tell me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, would you be, talking, would you be yes. sitting there talking to somebody, and you just go off and start speaking to them? All the time I do it. And so and people, people don't like, people don't understand it sometimes. I'd be like, but I could flow in it. You know what I mean? So At any think, moment, so, any so second. People think, so people think you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> people who don't know about it, yeah. They don't know, but it saved my life. Because growing up in the inner city, I seen some things. And so I know, but by the grace of God, what I did got you see? What did you see? You wanted, ooh, what did I see growing up on the south side of Chicago? Yeah. I mean, I seen uh, drug addicts. I seen prostitutes. I mean, of course, you know, gang activity. People getting arrested. People getting beat up. I mean, people laid out because they didn't overdose. So seeing a lot of that stuff overtake somebody's life. So I felt like, you know, being... um. Filled with the Holy Spirit, it has led me up out of certain situations that I just know is of God. I've been like, you know, had to run away from stray bullets and, you know, car chases and stuff. And hearing this friend passed away at 15 and 16. So I know God, you know, <laughs> I know I'm just spirit led. I survived. So, so when you, so, so now, so what survived. age did you, what age were you when you really started tapping 13. into? You were 13 years old. I got saved at 13. When you start like tapping into your spiritual gift. Oh, okay. So that wasn't until the 20s because um, I went. I moved to L.A. I don't know what I kept. I kept calling. My mom's a pastor. I don't know why I kept calling her talking about um, I want, I, I want the gifts of the Holy Spirit. She was like, well, you got it. You got it. But with the evidence of speaking in tongues. She was like, whoa. And I don't know why I kept saying that. And I kept asking her, like, every week, how do I get it? How do I get it? Until I, you know, got it. Then I was like, hey, this is what this feels like. Hey, you know, it's like feels, you know, woo, it's, mm, I don't know how to explain. You feel floaty. You feel redeemed, you know? So I I, I know to operate in that um, has kept me. I'm a kept woman. You <laughs> said so you're a kept woman. <laughs> Did you say it kept you? How did it keep you, Erica? <laughs> it kept me. It kept me um, on the right path, spiritually aligned. So I know, you know, um, certain things I do. You know, you're not supposed to have no condemnation, but you feel convicted, and you're like, "Wait a minute, straight and narrow. Let me get straight." You know. <laughs> so, so you got, so you got married at what age? I got married at 29. And so at that time, you were operating since you said you asked for to be filled with the yes. uh, presence of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues yes. at in your 20s. And so at 29, you got married. Yes. Um, was that important for you to link with somebody that shared the same beliefs or is this hindsight been 2020 that after going through that marriage, you Ooh. said, wow, this, I realized some things that we were, you know, bump heads against yes. that, I realized that this is important for me. The second so, part. So the beginning part, yeah. you didn't think twice about it and you got yeah. married. When did it first become a problem? When was it first a thing that mm. maybe you, uh, he heard you speaking in tongues, he saw you laying hands on somebody at church, whatever it was, <laughs> that he was like, what in the world are you doing? No, no, no. He didn't have a problem with that. He didn't have a problem with that. I think, uh, can I get deep with you? We, that's what we're here for. 
So I think uh, certain people don't have problems with things. I think um, they're under um, attack. You ever heard of somebody being under attack? 100%. And some people don't know when they're under attack. And some people do. So explain. You already know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm talking just for the people. You know the people when you under attack? Okay, so it's spiritual warfare. You fighting, you, you fighting against, you know, flesh and principalities. Come on, stay close to the microphone. I want you to Okay, so up. I read a book. Okay. So I read a book. You know that book? No, I've heard of it. Ooh. But how you going to whisper off the microphone? Oh. You, you, can't, you can't say that on I don't the know microphone? if people are ready for that. Because when you read that book, you see certain things. Or you What's not, the name if you of the not, book? If you're not equipped, certain people can't go read that book. And then, so I read that book, but I know how to navigate through society after reading that book. You know what I mean? That's a deep book. See, I've heard a book. I just don't know what the contents are. Okay. So it tells you all the different um, demonic attacks in that book. And it's so, a whole bunch of them. So, so I knew so, when... So is, it, is this a biblically-based book? Yeah. So why you whisper off of it? Oh, so people getting everybody... Yeah, the people <laughs> like to look up the books of whatever you just because named. Because I just was like, if so people So the book read is called book, Pigs, of the, uh, Pigs, Pigs in the Parlor. Pigs in the Parlor. Okay. <laughs> Woo! I didn't what? know. Because there's some books out there that um, you got to be ready and equipped after you read that book. It just takes you to a whole nother level. So I read that book in my early 20s. And um, so when people were talking to me and they was dealing with certain things, I had already knew what they were dealing with. And I had already knew, you know, the battle. And then right. I could. And you could what? War against it. Yes. Okay. Look at you. Yes. I'm yes. saying talk. You ain't yeah. got. <laughs> Talk. No sugarcoat. Yeah, talk. Because it gets no... deep. It gets deep. But that's what I'm saying. Spiritual warfare is a whole nother thing. And um it you can you could be under attack and not know. And it can like take your life. You know what I mean? So certain people are and they don't know what they're operating in. Facts. You can operate in gifts and then you can operate in, you know. So that's what I'm saying. So you gotta I... know how to pull yourself back, pulling, you know what I mean? So my question is, my original question is, how did that impact your marriage? So Because you... he, I can see. I can see th certain things that um he was, you know, but you that said, just with friends too, friends, family, everybody. And so you have to figure out, like, is this something that um, this person can um, deal with? Because when you're on a certain spiritual level, you know, the enemy be busy. He can come for you through a lot of different people, uh, strangers, bosses and stuff. So he can use your, your loved ones, the most close to you. You can maybe lashing out. You like you just look like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know it's none of it's true, but if you're not if you're not um, spiritually sound minded, then you can get in your flesh and and, da, 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 and respond and, in flesh. Yeah, and that's a whole another thing. So my question to you is that as it when we talk about marriage and relationship, because I want people to be focused on when they're deciding who mm -hmm. they link up with, mm -hmm. who they accept a proposal from, who they decide to do life with. The importance of being equally yoked. Yeah. Um, and so that's the reason why I want you to touch on that, to say that, because you and I talk, that began to be, of course, there's other stuff that began to shake the foundation of the marriage. But when you talk about it from a spiritual standpoint, uh -huh. I want to focus on spiritual. When you look at the spiritual aspect of it, you just said that he didn't have a problem with you being a tongue-talking believer, right? No. He didn't have a problem with you. Uh, um, Nobody does. It's people that aren't even saved that don't have a problem with me doing that. So where did the problem come from then? If that, if that, so were y'all equally yoked? 
You know where the problem came in at? <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if, well if, I'm not going to say if, that. Uh, if they're under attack. <laughs> that's the problem. And some people don't know it's a problem because, you know, they didn't. So why didn't, uh, um, of course, we're not oil. Gonna, we ain't going to talk about the issue that y'all had. Oil. But I'm saying, why couldn't your casting out of demons cast that out of your husband? Ooh, look at you. And no, you know what? I don't want to say he, I don't want to, um. Say he was no, he's not. Not it, demon. You know, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. To, I'm trying not to say. I you, can. I can. Sometimes they can. You know, I can operate like that too. It goes and comes. It goes and comes. You I know what I mean? Like what? Depending on the seasons. I operate like what? Um. And 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 certain. You gotta. You gotta pray. You gotta pray every day. You know, for uh, sins of omission, sins of commission. I know. Operate in what? In in, in different demonic attacks. You know. So I mean, you know, sometimes you fall short of the glory of God. So you have to know that so you can get up out of it. And um, I don't want to just say he's always operating it, but it goes and comes like anybody. You know, it can happen to with your sister. It can happen with your brother. It can happen with your mother. But um, well, when well, I uh, let it go with him is that um, you, if you're not growing in the church with me and you're not doing it consistently, like, okay, we're going to get this oil, this anointed oil. We're going to bless each other. We're going to pray over each other. We're going to speak over each other. We're going to speak life. We're going to speak to dry bones. We're going to tie scripture, scriptures to our lives. We wasn't doing that. And I want somebody around and just like, okay, woo, we need to go to Exodus 14, 14 right now. We need to go to Jeremiah 29, 11 right now. You know, when it gets too deep, you need somebody to fight those fights with you. And you can't fight those fights with you if you're always, ah, you need scripture to tie it to scripture to get up out of this. You know what I mean? And also the anointing and the speaking of the tongues and the laying of hands. You need all of that. So if you're not operating in all of that, then what are you doing? So when we look at this, they say that 85% of divorces are filed by women. Mm-hmm. It's kind of I'm trying to put reference around this without talking about the underlying issue, but I'm trying to keep it spiritual yeah. because just ex-spouse ain't here to share his point mm-hmm. of view. So the question is, what gave you peace? I'll just say that. Gave what gave peace. you peace on filing for divorce? Um, okay, so you you can you can still love somebody when you file and want the best for them. But if they're you feel like they're not happy with you, then you release them and say, find your happiness, whatever makes you happy. Because you love the person that much to say, you know, I want you to be happy. So if you're not happy with me, you can be happy with somebody else or be happy by yourself. But I want to release you to go and find that joy. So you felt like you divorced because he um, wasn't happy with you. I felt like that. I felt like that. Was you happy with him? Um, At times I was. I could make it work because I, I didn't want to not divorce. You know, because I feel like, you know, that's, you know, you got to be married if you, you know. You got to be married to what? So you can be in a bedroom undefiled. (laughs) (laughs) You know, who wants to be in a bedroom defiled? So I was. So you want to stay married so you can have sex? No. (laughs) That's what you said. I'm trying to be in in a union where it's a sanctified and anointed and you know what I mean? So you want to stay married so, to have sex. So you said y'all it's both, in a bedroom undefiled. You said y'all is both the right was, way to go. Y'all to both me. y'all both was unhappy with each other. <laughs> Cause you you like to talk around in circles. You, <laughs> but that, bo- that wasn't a problem. That part the wasn't sex a problem. Part wasn't a problem. That wasn't a problem. Exactly. So you said I we was We just we just had we just couldn't um certain things that everybody's raised differently. We found out we was raised really different in different homes. So certain things I would do, you know, he he didn't do and vice versa. So But isn't that typical for a lot of uh couples? Yes. 
Yes. So so how could why but, couldn't y'all work through it? Why couldn't counseling work through it? Um, he went to counseling by himself. I went to counseling by myself. And then we were just like, okay, we kind of want two different things. So And what y'all wanted end up being not each other. Yeah. I mean, people grow apart. So, so why did you why were you the one that filed, not him? Why was the one that filed? Yeah, he didn't like that. He did not like that. <laughs> that I, you filed. Yeah. Exactly. I um <laughs> <laughs> Because I I feel like I wanted somebody um more in a spiritual alignment with my beliefs. So think about that. Now we finna talk. You want to talk? We're going to talk. I even think this is going to go this way. So when you look at grounds for divorce biblically, was that a biblical ground for divorce? Well, um, when you guys are at each other's throats a lot, yes, because it can get it can it can turn bad. Okay. So peace. We always want to fight for peace. Right. And that's the most important thing in any relationship. And if the people aren't at peace, then we need to get in a peaceful environment, you know? So, so you felt like from a it's a healthier perspective. Most definitely. To to for y'all to part ways for it got too volatile. Yes. And y'all have kids and yes. y'all didn't need to subject your yes. kids to that type of home environment. Everybody, everybody needs wellness. Fair enough. Everybody needs wellness. So that was the point. So what did you learn from your past marriage in regards to being spiritually aligned with your, well, let me ask you, do you want to get married again? <laughs> yes. Okay. Why? So you can have sex undefiled? No, that's what stop you say. it. Because ah. you undefiled. I want to stay here undefiled. No, so I can grow with a person. You want to grow with people. You want to take care of somebody. I think we're all here to serve and take care of somebody. And that's the whole point of marriage. Stay close it's to supposed to be, we're all here to take care of somebody. That's the whole point of marriage. It's uh, not to be selfish, but to be selfless. So I want to make sure I'm taking care of the person. I love taking care of people, you know? Why do you so. like taking care of people? Um, I'm just so maternal. I just, I'm nurturing and maternal. Like I, I just, I just care about people, you know? So I want a relationship where I can watch a person get old and I can be like, Oh, what you need? You need a glass of water? You need a bath? What do you need? That's good. When you get to that point where you like have that selfless, caring, nurturing, that's what life's about. It feels good to give and help somebody. All right, and so so um what did you learn from your past marriage? Um I I I learned What you learned about you? What I learned about me from my past marriage is that um hmm, Ooh, that's a good question. I I I learned marriage is not for the weak. Facts. <laughs> I I I think when you the minute you say I do after that honeymoon stage, you start to certain stuff starts to be under under attack. Facts. It's um, it's like oh, that means like I got an assignment, matrimony, ha 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 ha. Yep. And you trying to love the person, and love. All of a sudden, stuff comes up, and I wouldn't have handled it like that. Why'd you handle it like that? And you're like, oh. Hmm. The Bible says, "What well, God has joined together, let no man put asunder." And so, what we don't realize, we always say, "Well, see, marriages, fifty percent of marriages end in divorce." We talk about how people get married; they can be together for five years, dating or cohabitating with each other, and then get married and get divorced after four months. And they go, "What in the world?" See, marriages don't work because it don't make no sense for people to be. Everything was going fine, then they went and did this government thing, got married, and now they're divorced in six months, a year. 
you weren't under attack until you said I do. The devil hates covenant. He hates covenant. I'll point at the, Yes. Yeah, the Bible, you can't take my chest. That's what I do. I point at people. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, yep. I point at people when they make a point. Okay. <laughs> And so, and so the reality is that's what that's what the devil the devil hates covenant. Um, our marital relationships hmm. are synonymous with our relationship with Christ. That's why the Bible says that He's married to the backslider. Even though we leave God in our covenant, He says, "I'm still married to you." And so, that's the importance of marriage is it's a covenant, and that's why the devil attacks it so much. And so, when you talked about having that level of covenant with somebody. Why is that important? You say we want to grow old together. We want to give them water together. But yeah. let's go even deeper. What's more, why is that so important to have covenant with, with somebody? Ooh, let's get deep. Why is it important? Kingdom? You're talking about kingdom yeah. living. Advancing, yeah. The yeah. King, advancing the kingdom and the kingdom assignment. Talk. So why is it important? You've been doing all the questions, all the answers to these questions. <laughs> You said what? I said you know all the answers to these nah, questions. I don't know your answers. I know my answers. Why is that important to you, Erica? Because it, you, 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 you be fruitful and multiply. You trying to you, you want people to see this holy union and everybody else joining? Because look at this. This looks good. When you get that and people look at it, you can advance the kingdom. More people be drawn to that, and more people might get saved. And that's what you want to do. It's his light that shines. And you want people to be attracted to that light. Now, how you when you fight, and how people gonna be attracted to that darkness? They're not going to be. They're like, I don't wanna get married, attracted to that. No, you find somebody equally yoked and you grow and they see that light shining on you. Hey! The sky's the limit. Glory. Mm hmm And so as you think about I've seen it in the church. So let me ask you this. Yes. So how how has these dating streets been treating you since you've been <laughs> single for the last few years? <laughs> you getting personal? That's what the Dear Future Wifey podcast is. It's about it's about your personal <laughs> life. Man, no general subject matter. Yeah, this just, is not just general. Like, just like you said, you sat there and saw me crying. All yeah, I did. That, that's that's personal. That's what the Dear Future Wifey. Vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that's why I said let's Amen. be vulnerable. Amen. So how has these dating streets been treating you? Um, they've been treating me good. Everybody's attracted to the light. Now, if they join, they become one and join a union, that might be a different thing because can they survive all of that? I don't know. Survive? What you mean? Well, you, the, the, the covenant, when you have a covenant. I mean, I mean, but do they, do, have they gotten to the point of proposal? Have they talked about marriage? Guys that you've dated? Some people do. Yeah. Some people what, do. And then what do you say? Um, I, 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 that's cool. That's cool. You got to know. You got to know the right fit and the right one because it's not a, it's not a game. You say what's cool? Um, the whole idea for you is of it because a lot of people don't know what that entails. I'm talking about when they're saying it with you, Erica. When they say, hey, listen, hey, I'm interested. They're dating you. And they say, hey, I can see you being my wife. Had you, have you had those conversations with guys? Um, yes. <laughs> and what do you say, Erica? That's, okay. That's cool. That's cool. But I tell you, 
I tell you, Rihanna, why is this interview so hard? <laughs> I tell you one thing. I tell you one thing. Rihanna, because she knows what I'm talking about. She's quiet. Once somebody says yes and I do and cross that threshold, it's a whole I know, but why you say it's cool? Thing. I'm talking about what happens in your Because the idea of it is cool. People don't know what it entails to get married. Some of these people have never been married. I know it. So what do you so, say to said gentleman? What do you say? I, it's cool. I don't say anything else. I don't say, and I leave it at that. But if I find someone that I know has um, a solid foundation, spiritual foundation, and they really equipped, which you know, some people can mature in this in the spirit, then I'll be like, okay, let's go to premarital counseling. Okay, as I did before. So let's go back. Okay, you're dating guys. Mm-hmm. They begin. You dated guys that have talked about marriage with you. What happens in the course of that relationship? How does it fizzle out? What happens with y'all dating each other? He's saying, "Hey, I see myself marrying you," and you say, "Oh, that's cool." And then that's yeah. just it. Or do or you find out that in the dating process, the next month you find out he's really not serious. You find out no. he had, oh, like what is your experience? No. Oh, okay, no, I haven't. I, no, it's not that deep. I haven't. I mean, I I haven't thought that far. Not thought. What have you experienced? I have no. So you ain't dated nobody in the last four five years since you've been since since the last four years since you've been divorced. You ain't dated nobody. Yes, I have. But that's what I'm talking about, Erica. Why are you making this? You trying hard? to see why I didn't uh, jump over the room? I want to know them? what has your experience been while post marriage, post after <laughs> you got the cool. divorce. What's your experience? It's been cool, but the thing is, I haven't. Thought about like, oh, I'm going to really settle down with this one just as of yet, because it's a lot to it than just that. I understand you know what that. I mean? So when I do um, get really serious and that person gets really serious, um, you got to do workbooks and worksheets and go to school and counseling and all that other stuff you have to do. So, so basically over these last periods, uh, after over these last few years, you haven't met anybody that the relationship got serious enough to even have conversations about marriage. Is that what you're saying? Um, not yet, not yet. Not like that. No, not just like that. We, we, we said not like what, Erica? <laughs> Erica, you, not, have, you have you have not uh, like that. You, not like you have that. <laughs> not like what? Not like uh, here's a ring. Let's go do this. We know that, but yeah. I'm talking about conversation. Has there been conversation about marriage, and then what has happened? There's been conversation, and nothing Rihanna, has ha- nothing has ha- happened after that. So okay, we're just gonna leave that alone. That's got to be the hardest. <laughs> Erica, I'm telling you, hands down, you have been the most challenging interview I've done in my entire life. I've done job interviews when I was 18 and didn't ne- never knew how to interview. That was easier than this. Maybe that's coming yeah. from my investigative journalism because I went to school for um. Well, this. you got to be able to answer a question. <laughs> Father God. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, Ooh, look at you. You call him the right one. <laughs> Calling on the right way. God, oh, I ain't never went through so many circles in my life. <laughs> Jesus. Erica. Rihanna over there cracking crack up. I just always had a camera to put on her. So, Erica, Jesus, Lord, yes. are you, uh, I don't even know where to go from this. So, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to leave all this in here because, Lord Jesus, this is, this is just transparent. This is good. So, Erica, hmm. you want to be married again, right? Yeah. Okay. Father God, 
I just need to give you a script. That's but what, this that's, is that's good because at least you're calling on him. Well, you work have for you, I, you never called on him this much before in an interview. <laughs> I have me say, he said, Jesus in this interview, look, God, get the glory. I think it's best to <laughs> interview you by script. I need to write a script. Since nah. you're an actress, they just read your lines. They always, they always, they always have me go off book. Why? Because you couldn't stay on book? No, because I'm good with why. improving. I'm good with improving. Well, let's act so. like there's a whole improv. Okay. I want you to act like I, that you are this young lady named Erica Hubbard who was married and, <laughs> and uh, who was married in the past. Okay. And I'm like, I'm going to play like this host of like, maybe let's make up a name for a podcast, Dear Future Wifey. So we're going to act mm-hmm. like I'm the host of Dear Future Wifey podcast. And then you're going to act like you this uh, young lady <laughs> named Erica Hubbard. And um, you got what? Three kids, four kids? Four. You got four kids. So we're yeah. going to say you had four kids and you were married and got divorced in 2019. The, the, the oldest one is 22, so that's not his. So okay, that's, that's from not a his previous kid. relationship. That's from a previous relationship. Yep. All right. And uh, when was that child born? How was you during that time? Um, I had a baby young. I had a baby actually when it was on my first TV series. Nobody knew. So uh, she was like five at the time. She was five? Yeah. Or maybe younger than that. When yeah. you were on a TV series? Uh-huh. I oh. think I was like the only one with the, the baby. Nobody how, knew. How old were you? Uh, how old, how was, old were you when you had the child? I had her at 23. Oh, you were 23. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. When you say yeah. young, see, that's that's Because oh, you were a little bit younger. I was 18. I was 18. Yeah. Okay. So when you start talking about young, young. Okay. you'd be like 16, Woo. 15. No, no. You know, back in, our, back in our age, because you and I are the same age, back in our time, you know, it's... You know, Brenda's got a baby, but Brenda's barely got a brain. <laughs> so Brenda was younger than 23. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nah, I had went to school, graduated, got my degree, moved out of the house, went to Hollywood, had my own health insurance, my own car, and then decided to um, keep her. So what made you decide so. to go into the industry of acting? My parents. Your parents? My parents most definitely um, got me started at the age of eight or nine. So it was near my dad. The dad what? He's strict. He's still in my life. But he's, he's strict. strict. But what made him say acting out of all professions? Oh, um, because he had a friend that uh, handled the clothes that went to models back in the day. So I started off modeling first. And then they was like, oh, you really like this? You know, I was like, I do. They said, why don't you try commercials, TV and film? And so I got it with an agent and did it eight or nine years old. And then you just kept on doing. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Um, how is it for you as a Christian to kiss on did were you kissing on guys while you were married in movies <laughs> yes how did your husband feel about that your ex-husband feel about that um sometimes he was cool with it sometimes he wasn't was the holy spirit inside of you cool with it um did you feel vexed that time wow or? i mean you're in character so you just do it you know i didn't think about it because you don't have any attachment i don't have any attachments to the people that i'm some people kissing. don't Oh, I my spirit's anchored. <laughs> Your soul is anchored. Anchored. But you know, you know, you know, in this industry, you know, I'm a as a director, tour shows across the country, and I know that people will start feeling affectionate own. towards their their co stars, and they have a whole affair. So I'm saying, at the end of the day, when you were as an actress, you you didn't, you didn't feel your spirit vexed. <laughs> Your Holy Spirit, your Shanana didn't raise up and be like, this is adultery. None of that happened. <laughs> Dear Future Ivy Podcast. Woo! Yes, one time. One time it happened. Mm-hmm. And what did you do? I had to pray to God. 
You prayed to God right after you kissed him? Mm-hmm. It felt really bad. Why? Um, because then I got out of character and then it was just like, wait a minute, I'm not falling for this person. Like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. So you had to catch yourself. So you think I caught myself. Ooh, I caught myself. Ooh, you have to. Out here. You want to humor, humor us with who you is, who is the co-star? Whoa, no, no, no. <laughs> I can't release that information. Oh, that would be everywhere. That would be everywhere. You said, whoa. Yeah, because everybody knows him. Everybody knows him. You, you, you had to come back to he's the a really good. He's a really good, he's a really good friend. And you had to come back to the spirit when you, mm-hmm. you said, oh, you have to. thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for saving my yeah. soul. Yeah. You really do. But that's you why really, I say it. You that's, really do. That's what I'm saying. That's, Not just on acting and anything in life. 100%. But that's why I say we have to be very <laughs> careful about what we open our spirits up to. Yes. You know? And so that's the reason why I want you to be transparent. Yes. And thank yes. you for your transparency yes. to say that. Because at first we play these games of talking about, well, no, because I, you know, I, it's my character and my character. What we saw what, yeah. what happened in Monsters Ball, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so we well, like, I, I, you know. Well, I'm huh? not in that conversation. What are you talking about? What happened? Well, Monsters Ball with, um, um, What's your girl? Billy know. Bob Thornton and and Halle Berry. You know, all that, that whole little situation. So what happens is, is that you're, you're, it's a character, quote unquote, but your body ain't acting. Your body is physically feeling what it's feeling, you know, because there's no other atmosphere, there's no other industry that we involve ourselves into that gives us a license to interact with somebody on an intimate level like that. Unless you're a doctor, like a gynecologist or something, then you get a chance to, you know, whatever with a woman's vagina and all that. But typically there's no industry that allows you that close uh, proximity to a woman where you're, or a man that y'all kissing each other and acting like y'all married and mm. acting like y'all dating and acting like y'all having sex, mm. you know, except acting. And so you definitely have to be extremely grounded, uh, extremely prayed up and uh, continue to stay centered in this experience and not let that experience trickle down to something else. But I thank yeah. you for being yeah. open and honest about how you had to catch yourself and be like, hold on. Yeah, well, you have to catch yourself anytime. You know, somebody tries to start an argument with you, you have to catch yourself. You know, somebody cuts you off in traffic, you have to start yourself. So it's not operating in your flesh, you know. This world is not for the weak. There's a lot of worldly things that go on, and so you have to pull yourself back and be like, wait a minute, Holy Spirit, you know, so you don't be of the world. How do you stay grounded as a Christian? Um, stay, stay in the Word. Stay in the word as much as you can. You I'm know, talking about you. Daily. How do you? Not how does one. How does you stay grounded? How do I stay? Well, yeah. me, I stay in the word, and then um, every every day, my mom told me every every single day you got to uh, speak speak in tongues every single day because it's prayers that are being answered that you don't even know that are going to be answered that are going they're going to help you in your future. So I make sure to do that every day. So if you were dating somebody that didn't agree with that, yeah, how would a that? A lot of people don't. So a lot of people don't. No, a lot of people be like, "What is?" It? A lot of people say, "Stop." But I asked stop. you that earlier. But I asked Somebody that, say, "Stop." But I asked I you that earlier, and you said do people don't have problems. You said you said a lot of people no, don't have, have problems. He didn't have problems with that. My ex-husband, but certain um, uh, people Come they don't know microphone. they don't know about it. So when you've done that, and so you're telling me in the last couple of years when you've dated guys, 
they have heard you speak in tongues. Yeah. And then what do they say? <laughs> some, yeah. some of them say stop or don't do that or don't speak that <laughs> over me. What you doing? So what makes so what makes you say that? What what makes you randomly start speaking in tongues openly to somebody like that? Um. So I found out in my marriage that, you know, we're fighting and arguing. It, my spirit just goes to that. I don't know how. It's just like that. And so and some people say, you, you dare you go again. Oh, so you say you can't control it. I can't. And then I can. So we got to get deep. Rihanna, this girl said I can. And, and I, I can. can. Yes. Okay. So let's get Probably deep. Not. Let's get deep. Please. So. um. One time I went to Jamaica, and there was this lady very rude going through TSA. And you can't come in that country with this item. It's camouflage because it's a, a gang here, and they don't want you to wear this. We're going to have to confiscate it. And so my ex was going off. It came out. You were speaking in tongues at TSA. It came out. It just came out. And she looked at me. She said, <gasps> and she got startled and was like, and her spirit just, you know, and it just, it just came out. And then everything, it calmed, it calmed everything down. He's like, you scared, huh? <laughs> but it so, stopped. So, so it stopped just, all that. So are you saying this quietly or are you say this loudly in the same tone that you would speak in? Are you speaking in tongues under your breath? Are you I just do it. So I can do it when I want to. And then sometimes it just comes out if confrontation is is there. And it so that so that time like if I'm on set and somebody's about to fight out, like, ah. It comes out. So sometimes it comes out, and then sometimes I just do it. My mom told me to pray, pray in the gifts stay, of the Holy stay Spirit. Stay close to the microphone. Pray, please. pray, just pray. And so I do it every day. So I just do it because it's 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 her, it's just a it's a habit of my spiritual life. That's what my mom's is supposed to be. And then woo, and, blessings and, abundant. So abundantly. you're saying that the person that so your ex husband had no problem of you randomly doing that. Um, at random times. <laughs> well, well, we, you said you had TSA well, speaking in tongues. Yeah, the, that stopped. That calmed the calm the atmosphere down. Um, so that's what it does. It shifts the atmosphere. So um, sometimes he had problems with it. Sometimes he didn't. You know. So let me ask you this. I know you yes. probably know the scripture that talks about speaking in tongues should be done in private, and the gift of prophecy should be done openly to uh for the um yeah to blessing of the church so for the edification of the church where speaking in tongues should be done in private what do you think about that yeah what do you think about I agree that? with that why you say you yeah. agree with it if you do it publicly because because um you it's spiritual warfare right and i don't do it i'm spirit led to do it it's the it's the spirit man the spirit the spirit man is in you. how do i say that it's the spirit man in you and so it's going to war for you so right. it just comes out. But in private, when my mom told me to pray every day in private, then I do it. So, so that's why I said I can control it and I can't control it. So the TSA so agent, did she allow you to take whatever it was? No, she just she just calmed down, peacefully said what she had to say. And then, I mean, there's been other times in public where I did, did it and it calmed them. Thank you. It just, I don't know. It just shifts the atmosphere. People look at me and I say, what is that? Or what language is that? <laughs> you know? So I'm glad that I asked for that spiritual gift because it has saved my life where stuff could have um, escalated. It has de-escalated. And I just tell you, it's a walk. And I would have it no other way but to walk um, with those spiritual gifts. What would you say to viewers who may be watching this and 
everything you're saying is foreign. They think that you crazy as a best, what do you call it, Betsy book. They just say something wrong with that girl. What would you say to them about who you are and the things that you disclosed thus far to give them a better understanding that you ain't crazy? Or are you crazy? No. <laughs> I just assumed you wasn't, but no, I need to ask fine. questions. I love, if it. I love the humor. Yeah. I love it. Uh, no. So, so what would you say? <laughs> what would you I say? I love it. Um, I mean, to each his own. If somebody else wants to learn and, you know, get saved with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's a beautiful thing. It saves you from a lot of drama and turmoil in your life. And, I mean, all the things that I've accomplished in my life is because of God. It's like Jesus is the answer. I just have no other way to tell you but to show you the my life. Let my life, you know, speak for it. Um, do you teach your um, kids? Yes. So and they the, love it. They be doing it in the house. They baby talk it though. They're so little. They be yakashi, you know. They be, <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. I love it. But it um brings so much peace and calm. Shalom, shalom to our um atmosphere. Good. And that's good. what I want. That's what you want. Um. So in summation, when we talk about unequally yoked, mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? Because for different people, it means something different in what they desire from a spiritual standpoint. When you think of being unequally yoked, the Bible talks about with unbelievers. But one of the things that I found even more detrimental and troubling in the body of Christ is that I found that people are unequally yoked just from a spiritual standpoint. Like yep. you talked about earlier, it's like if I was raised in this type of uh, church, then we don't do this. You know, we yeah. have more segregation. <laughs> we have more segregation in yeah. the church than anywhere else. It's like, yeah. well, I'm this denomination and we don't believe in that. And well, I'm this denomination and we don't believe in that. And it's like, you know, bloods in the crypts division. in the church. It's a lot, a of, lot division of division with us amongst spiritual people. So yeah. when I ask you, what does unequally yoke for you mean as you do, as you continue to journey in um, finding or be found by your purpose partner? What does unequally yoke mean to you? It, it it means it means to me that um unequally yoked. Let's just say let's say, let's let's be optimistic and say what is being yoked. All right, let's in say the equally spirit. yoked. Let's yeah. say equally yoked. What, what, what are you looking you for from with. being equally yoked? Yeah. Which are, what are you looking for? Okay, so we're gonna end on that note. I love it. Okay, so um what I'm looking for. I feel like I'm on a, I'm a dating. What I'm looking for is a person, partner to be equally yoked with. Uh, <laughs> so what are you looking for? Um, somebody who's in spiritual alignment all the time, consistently. Explain. All the time, consistently. Your spirit's anchored in the Lord, for real. Like, um, you, you, it's not unwavering, you know? And if it is, you feel convicted about it. So I'm not trying to say that. That's all I said earlier, no condemnation, because you're not supposed to judge others, judge yourself. You're supposed to forgive yourself and forgive others, which is so important because strife can block blessings. So you make sure that you don't have that. You know what I mean? That strife. And, and, and you don't have it with yourself. And, you know, don't walk under that, that guilt. That shame, that embarrassment. We want to talk about witchcraft? Well, that's a whole nother topic. Right. So we're not operating on just certain things. But um, making sure that the person knows that, all that. Like I told you, I read that book, and so I could see every different um, spiritual attack that I need to fight. And people have to be aware of it. Because if you're not aware of it, it would it it overtake your life. You see certain people, you're like, wow, what happened? Right. Everybody sees that. Right. And then you start see people and you're like, what is that person doing differently? 
So how are they praying differently? So I'm somebody who prays like me. You know what I mean? So their spirit man has to, they have to have, they have, to have a spirit man. <laughs> some people don't even know what that means, right. you know? Exactly. And some people do. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So... All right, and so um, you're so funny, Erica. I don't even know how to say that, like, right? Because some people don't know about like the spirit man, or you know what I mean. Well, I mean, so how do you can you explain it, like, to? uh, Well, on a layman's term, it's 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 always taught as we are we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body, and so when you start talking about your spirit man, your spirit man is what resides in this capsule called a body and so your spirit man and that's where you get speaking in tongues the bible says that the holy spirit gives utterance and so it's what you're speaking in your heavenly language and so it's like if i'm sitting here talking to if i was in a foreign country and i'm and and i'm communicating with another person that is um, the same nationality with me and we're communicating and I may be, somebody else may be American and they sitting there like, what are they saying to each other? Well, those two understand what they're saying to each other. I don't have the utterance. I don't have the interpretation of what's being said. And so now, you know, uh, they're communicating. And so what happens from a spiritual standpoint is while I'm speaking in tongues, I'm communicating with a direct line between me and my heavenly father. And we're talking, we're, we're communicating. And I don't even know what I'm saying, but my spirit, because again, my spirit resides in my body is speaking to my heavenly father and they're having a communication with each other. That's setting up protection, Mm -hmm. provision, uh, uh, spiritual warfare against attacks that I don't even know that are on the, on the horizon. And so then God gives others the gift of interpretation yes, of tongues, which typically happens yes. in a congreg- uh, in a congregation. And I remember growing up in the Pentecostal church and I would see like praise and worship will take place. And then someone would just stand up at times and they'll just start speaking in tongues. Yeah. And they'll speak in tongues yeah. for sometimes five minutes. <laughs> and then yeah. someone would stand up. It'd be quiet for a minute. And then somebody would get up. Yay, I say unto thee. And then they'll mm-hmm. speak. I mean, it sounds like they're speaking straight Old Testament language. Yay, I say. And they'll give you, they'll they'll tell you, you'll, you'll know it's God speaking through them because the way that they're, the language in which, which they're speaking is telling the body of Christ what God wants them to hear in that moment. And I would sit there as a young kid yeah. and I was just like, Wow, this is this is deep. Like I, I want to know how you know oh. how to get that. Oh, you know what I, I'm I've seen people throw up, shaking. Oh yeah, I've seen all that casting out. demons yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, and and yeah. I and I've been I've been a part of those yeah. uh, services before where God has used yeah, me. I was like 18 years oh, old. Wow. I had a friend. We would go. I mean, we went to this watch night service, and this lady was full of demons, and God mm-hmm. used me and her to cast these demons out, and wow. she's purging on the floor and all that type of stuff. That's why wow. I said I've 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 been there. That's the reason why I say that I want to make sure that as you are communicating this, you don't sound like you crazy. Yeah, but you spirit that you're transfer. Then you got to talk about spirit transferences too. That's a whole nother topic because then you get into. Yeah, so we're not gonna go into all that. That's a whole nother <laughs> episode. Whole nother episode. We start talking about spiritual warfare, but. Um, when we talk about being equally yoked, you said you want a man in your life that knows how to pray like you know how to pray, mm-hmm. that doesn't just pray surface layer, surface mm-hmm. level prayers, mm-hmm. that y'all are able to join together and pray in the spirit mm-hmm. as you're teaching your kids to pray in the spirit. Or, or they want that. 
Yes. They yearn for that. Even if they don't have it, they, they yearn, yearn for, for it. it. Okay. Yep. Even if they don't have it, they yearn for it. And y'all can study mm-hmm. as a family to bring that thing into fruition. What are some other things you want as far as being equally yoked with your future spouse? Um, some other things that I want being equally yoked with my future spouse is... um. Cause I don't want to just be about speaking in tongues, and if they don't speak in tongues, they just they just they trash. So what is some? Or maybe that's the case. If they don't speak in tongues, so is that the telltale sign? If they speak in tongues or not? If they don't speak in tongues, they can't be with you. No. No, you they don't can't. Need to judge people like that. Some people may want to learn. Go learn. to the microphone. Some people may want to learn and grow. Okay, so, so you're you said, not supposed to judge people. Well, I'm asking you what you want. Yeah. <laughs> she I said, just asked you. you <laughs> she said, was saying, I was like, I'm asking we you. Don't, yeah. I'm talking about the person that marries you. Would yeah, you be they don't okay have to speak with them? They may want to, um, they accept it and then they may want to learn about it. Okay. They may want to do it eventually. So they have to have an open mind around yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. What other things? Yeah. Can they, do they have to be a tither or not be a tither? Oh, yes. That's important. So if they're not a tither, then what? You have to give back. So if they're not a tither, then what? Um, then they give back. They give back. They volunteer. You give back, you know? So they don't have to give 10% to church. Tithes and offering. So if they don't give tithes, if they if they say, tithes and offering. I don't believe offering. in tithes and offering, but, you know, if I see a, oh. a homeless person, I'll give them a couple of dollars or whatever. But I ain't finna give my money to a church. Are y'all equally yoked? If they don't believe in tithing, Ooh, then you, you do. That's what you this episode is about. Deep. As we wrap up, yeah. Well, let's wrap it up. They can um, look by what I do, and um, not look by what you do. They need to look by what God does. Look what I do. I'm well, saying, God's working. God's working they, in they me. They may question that. God's may working not, in they may me. Not, they may not know if God is working through you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so my question is, if they are, for real, because they are Christian, they, they can't be serving they don't know you. God's working. Yeah, because they don't if they, know if God's they, working me, and I'm tired, I'm tithing. They may not believe in tithing. They may think that you, 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 you ain't. I don't God's know why. Not working, but she's tithing. They saying that's tithing. crazy. They saying that I don't believe in that. Yeah. So I'm saying that when that's you are, a, that's biblical though. They, they may that's not biblical. Believe, and they may not, they say it's Old Testament. <laughs> We're going to pray. We're going to speak tongues over the people so they can have a change of hearts. <laughs> they got to have a change of hearts. So I'm asking you, so your mates, <laughs> uh, you're talking about being equally yoked. We're talking about not, not to be unequally, so we're going to say equally. To be equally yoked, do they have to be aligned with you on the biblical principle of tithing? Um, they, if they're not, they got to be willing to grow. So they not. Spiritually. They, all right. So they say, we ain't going to say spiritually, tithing. I want to keep it focused, Erica. That's spiritual. Tithing, tithing is tithing. biblical. Yes or no? You got to tithe. You got to be a tithe. You okay, got to tithe. So you you tithe. Okay. So we got back yeah. to that. So you would not take a guy seriously. People I know who's not even saved tithe. No, so there's some people I know, they, they don't. Tithe they, they tithe. Give. They tithe to they a give. church. They just give. give. Yeah, they give. Oh, look at you. Okay. I like that. <laughs> So that's yeah. a difference. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. We no, no, be, no. I see what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can give. They yeah. can donate to the Bodies Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, yeah. But, but are they tithing mm-hmm. to their local ministry? Mm-hmm. It's like me eating Some at a people. restaurant, but then I go pay uh-huh. the restaurant next door. The people ain't going to be cool with that. They be like, hold on, you ate here. Why are you paying them? Talking about, because I don't believe in y'all restaurant, mm-hmm. but I, I believe in, in the Boys and Girls Club, so I, I gave some money over there. They're like, mm-hmm. but you ate here. So I'm saying, yeah, would you be okay you, with... You say you want to favor. So would you be okay with somebody... Y'all are going to the local church and they don't believe in tithing and you do. Would you take that person seriously when he's asking you to marry him? Yeah, I would take them seriously, but I would um, most definitely teach them how, you know, that's the ways, you know, okay. and then people, people are, there's a lot of people out there willing to learn. Okay. So watch this. There's a lot of people on this podcast that's going to be, you know, 
yearning now and willing to learn about what we just spoke about. Bless their heart because right, they're so going to go to another level. It's elevation Okay, we're season. talking about them. We're talking about you. So, so here we go. We're everybody. About, her, listen, this is your mate. You just said you don't, he doesn't have to speak in tongues. He just has to be willing to learn. Willing he don't to have learn. to tithe. He just has to be willing, willing to, learn. to learn. about uh, Does he have to go to church? Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, somebody like it, but does he yeah. have to go to church? Yeah. Well, if he loved I've the never, Lord, he said, I've never dated anybody that didn't want to go to church. So, did you tell me didn't want to go to church consistently or talking about just don't have a problem visiting from time to time? No, everybody that I talk to goes to church uh, consistently. Yeah, most because, the, more than likely, yeah. Because <laughs> some people go online and they say they're going to church online. Well, I went to church online. Would you be okay with that? Um, Wow, I'm giving I'm giving you a uh, questions we to me to e- answer. We talking about equally yoked. <laughs> this is what this episode yeah. for. Yeah, I'll be okay with that. You so, get the word. You can get the word online. All right. So you 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 have I get a the husband. word online sometimes. So you have a, a future husband that goes to church online. Uh, will you be going to church online or going in person? Both. I like fellowshipping. So, fellowshipping with the saints. So, so, so you both. and your kids will be going to church in both. person, and your husband's online. No, why are you making this up? Wait, don't speak. I'm, I'm speak asking so. we you the question. We're going to speak over my no, life. No, I'm asking. Listen, <laughs> Erica, follow me. You're saying that you're okay with this. I'm, 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 I would like my husband to go to church with me. But I just asked you, would you be okay with it? You yeah, said I, but yes. But I said I'd be okay if I'd be okay with him looking online and going to church no, because you got to follow me. I'm I changing my he, story because you're not going to tongue tie me. Somebody who's <laughs> in the church means you got to go in the door and you got to watch on, on online too as well. All right, so now you change so, that. So he has to be he has to be able mm-hmm. to go in person. Mm-hmm. So he can be working on he can or virtually he gotta be oh that girl just and, said or, you're trying to say I mean either I'm one at, works. That you just now you said you said either, either one, one works. works, but then you just came. But back I would like him to go into church with me too. You know what I mean? You don't have to just be with one. We're on the call it. Just, just put your hands up. Throw the flag out. <laughs> you know act what like, I mean? Act like this he, is he can, no, you can go into church and you can watch online. You can Rihanna, do both with me. Rihanna, so that's there, what there was a fight say. with Spence and Crawford, and they stopped the fight <laughs> when uh, Spence was getting beat up too bad. Just stop the fight, Rihanna. Just stop the fight. Because Erica is beating me up. I'm beating you up. Just stop it. It's a bloodbath. It's a bloodbath, Rihanna. He <laughs> said, throw a flat, throw the towel in, do something. I'm going to wrap it up. This is what I've asked you. When we I'm talk about equally yoked, that's why I said these are the things that come into play when people are choosing their mates and they don't address it early and yeah, then they get married and then they go, yeah. we are not even, we don't even go to church together no, as a family. True. And I always want this to go to church with the family. But no, the man was yeah. going to church with you before. He wasn't yeah, even going true. to church with himself. So now you want yeah. to get married and put these, these or put these restrictions on him. He going, but when you met me, I wasn't going to church. Mm-hmm. When you met me, mm-hmm. I was watching church online. Mm-hmm. Now you want me to go into the, to the church. I don't do that. And then you get mad feeling like he mm-hmm. did you wrong or vice versa. Same with the woman. That's why I said I'm asking these questions for a reason because mm-hmm. I watched how you say this one minute and then five seconds spin around and say well, something Well, my different. experience, I have always had guys that wanted to go inside the building, but they'd also watch online. See, you're saying both. They did both. I said, but would you be okay with them only doing one? You said, no, yeah. No, you got to step Either in. Or. No, you got to. Well, yeah, okay. Well, then let me um retract what I said. You have to go inside and fellowship with people. Okay. You have that's to. Be- that's better. So he has to go to church in person. He don't have to tithe. He has to be open to maybe tithing. 
open to learning to tithe eventually. Yeah. Yeah, and he got to be open yeah. from a spiritual standpoint to, from a speaking in tongue standpoint. Yeah. Don't. Flowing uh, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yes. He has to be open to learning it. Not saying he has to do it. Yeah. Because there's different gifts of the Holy Spirit. Too. Okay. Like laying a hand. Something. Right. So yeah. he has to be open to it. Like you did. Laying hands. <laughs> At 18. I've been on that from a young Cold. age. What are some other things that you find? Anointed. What are some other things you may find challenging from a spiritual standpoint for being equally yoked that you find that could make or break a marriage? Um... The spirit of rage. There's certain spirits and stuff. The spirit of rage. Spirit of uh, shame and embarrassment. There's a whole bunch in that book that um, happens to people. That ego spirit, pride. So you got. So it's so, all those different. So you got to you got to you got to be with somebody spirits. that's willing to grow and come against shortcomings that they have from a spiritual standpoint. Mm -hmm. If they're they're not yeah. willing to do that, if they're not willing to face their own trauma issues or yeah. inner demons. Will that work or not? It's not going to work. Would you try to make it work with that person? No, you, 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 you know you can't do that. I know what I know. I'm saying, I'm saying, oh. you, I'm asking you. Would you? Because a lot of people are like, I'll just work with him. I'll, 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 you know, I'll just be there. I'll love him past this stuff. You know where that gets you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just love him past it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Some people that some people can't can't fight the battle, and it's sad to say, but you got to know how to fight the battle. And if you don't know how to fight the battle, battle, you're not equally yoked. Some people don't know about that. So yeah, spiritual warfare is a real thing. So you just you have to know. That's good, Erica. What 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 are some things that people can look forward to seeing from you, um, hearing from you? Well, you can't talk about your acting stuff. So my ebook. You have an ebook. Okay. E what you have an ebook about? Spiritual, uh, being a spiritual survivor. A spiritual Be survivor. What does yeah. that mean? Because um, there's certain things that I was under attack, and I didn't know how to um, just like get out of the the stronghold and break the chain. And um, in this book, it tells you different things on how to be a chain breaker so you so you don't have that generation it's important because you know about generational curses Facts. on your family yeah so you have to learn about that because if not it'll be passed down from generation to generation through your kids and your kids your kids you'll see the same thing well they went through this and they went through that you see that in families so this stuff is important so you know you know people can live people can live so how do they get this ebook um, online, online, it'll be released. So I'm gonna put a link in the description for y'all to get the ebook. Uh, make sure y'all support my homie Erica. Yeah. Um, hopefully y'all got some takeaways from this episode. Yeah, this is good. Leave some comments. Uh, let me know the importance of being equally yoked with your future mm -hmm. purpose partner. Um, matter of fact, leave in the, in the comment section what how you define being equally yoked. I know a lot of us have different viewpoints and and um ideals around this so i would love to hear from you hey y'all give it up for my homie erica hubbard thank, thank you. you so much thank for being you for the podcast. thank you ladarian thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015 my nephew black a boy the likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship slim to none armani 16 years old black a boy with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name, the likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. 
While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical context, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTerris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Well, here's a part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, love is God. Love is you. Love is us. 
committed and recommitted turning L's into W's, knowing we will never give up on loving each other. Convinced we are purpose for one another, dedicated to protecting our legacy, us, our children, creating impact for the Lord on a global level. We are designed to make manifest the glory of God. Our love for each other will speak even through nonverbals. You will know in your soul, I adore you. Purpose is waiting for us at the altar. Dear future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.